0: Whether you have control of the aux right now, maybe you're putting your headphones. Are we working with Amazon Echo? I, it, it really doesn't matter. I don't dictate how you listen. But if you're hearing my voice, and if you take out your iPhone or whatever it might be, maybe a calendar, and you see that today is actually Monday, it's a very, very high probability that, well, I mean, this is the Monday Morning Commute Podcast. My name is John. Here's my thing. Um... And before I dive into it, real quick, so this is episode 19, which means the next one's 20. And I feel like for some reason, we celebrate things in groups of 10s, and that's not a bad thing. I'd like to know why this is. I'd like to know why we do it like this. You know, 20, 30, 40, 50, and 100 has a lot of value. I'm assuming it's the change of digits, right? So when when we went to 10, I was like, great, double digits, that's fun, and didn't make a big deal about it, but definitely announced it. And I can understand why 100 is big. That's the three-digit and so on and so forth. But 20, is there a reason to get excited over 20? I feel like I should just, I should be just as excited about episode 20 of the Monday Morning Commute as I should about be, you know, 19 today. A little food for thought, but no, everyone. So um, I, uh, for a while, for a long time, I went to the same dental facility. And I saw multiple, I saw two dentists. And you know, the... The, the the patient to dentist relationship, it can be scabby. I don't know if scabby is a literal word, but I kind of like it because it's a bit scabby, whatever that means. I'm thinking of cuts and scabs. I hope that, that is a good way to describe it, but it's not, it's a little tough. I'd love hates not, it's not a good way to put it. You might butt heads, but can you actually, like, what else do you expect? They're jabbing our gums with, with sharp tools for the better. They're not trying to hurt us. They're trying to, You know, dental health, you know, hygiene, that's something that they're really there to do. And so it can be tough building that relationship, especially when you can't really talk to each other. For a majority of the time when you're at the dentist, they have things in your mouth you can't communicate. So all they're seeing is your eyes, maybe we're wrinkling the forehead. We might be puzzled, maybe some hand signals to, you know, something something like that. Or there's often a movie. So, you know, that eye contact, that literal talking, exchanging of dialogues, it's, it's tough to do. It is very tough but when you can build that rapport, it-, it makes going to the dentist not that bad, and they get a bad rap. The dentist gets a bad rap. Who likes getting their teeth scraped? Who likes getting cavities filled? Who actually flosses every single day? Th- these are tough things to think about, but I will say this, so I-, I moved to Portland, Oregon, and when I was in college, I'd go back around Christmas and uh, you know, summertime as well, so I'd always go back for my six-month checkup. So, you know, while I was in Portland, I was still going to my dentist in San Diego. So basically I went to this one dentist, this dental facility from when I was five years old to 22, 17, 17 years, 17 years. I I don't know why I had to double check the math, but this last time I was there, I knew it was going to be my last time and it was a bit overdue. There I am, 22 years old. I know the receptionist by name. I walk in and I'm, I'm getting my kind of cleaning by the dental assistant and then to my left in the other chair a six-year-old boy, him and I, same time getting, you know, cleanings. We're watching the same movie. It was Cars. Uh, Same time, there's two dentists now, so he got one of the dentists and I got a newer dentist. A a little bit better of a relationship. We can uh, relate a little bit. You know, we're closer in age at this point. I'm 22. I think she was 38. But nonetheless, myself, my 22-year-old self and this six-year-old boy getting the same dental checkup at the very same time. We leave the office two minutes apart with the same dental goodie bag. I was very overdue for a change. It was, it was more of a pediatric facility. It, it was, I need to get a change. And now I'm in Portland and I'm not going to be going down as often. So got to find a new dentist. And that's a fun milestone. I got to find a new dentist. So obviously taking in consideration insurance and this, I, I had to make a couple phone calls, call some facilities, see openings, what's the deal. I go on online, checking reviews. I really don't know how to go about you know, what, what do you look for in a dentist? Because for me, in my, in my dentist doctor, I, I, things got to be personable, uh, a nice bedside manner, um, a nice smile. We don't have to joke around. I'm, I'm totally fine getting down to business. But when I get in there, I want to feel comfortable. I could be myself. Because for, hey, for doctors and dentists, it, it, it's a very vulnerable spot that we're in. And I think it, dentist-wise, like, it, if I'm not flossing, if I know my teeth are disgusting, if things need to get worked on down there, there's a certain level of trust I'm putting with the person operating on me. You know what I'm saying? So it's a balance that I have to take into consideration, but um, I I expected to find a dentist. What I didn't expect, well, here's what happened. I called into this one dental facility, I'm speaking on the phone with a receptionist, and right as uh, she picked up the phone, right as she picked it up, I felt uh, 61 years old, had been there for a while, really involved in her community, uh, family of five back home, three kids, two boys and a daughter. Uh, her husband, I'm not sure exactly what, I feel like something in logistics. That's what I just got from her. Hello. I don't know her, but we're on the phone. I um, mean, it was, it was a pleasant conversation as much as you might have like introduction. Like what's the, you know, hours do you take blah, 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 insurance, uh, the dentist, when can I get in soonest? Um, and and I asked that question. So like, when's the next available opening? And then she says, <sighs> You know what, honey, let me go check that real quick. Did we catch that? I was a little fast. You know what, honey? Let me go check that real quick. You know what, honey? Let me go check that real quick. It's not that something didn't fit, but it's something you don't hear often. You know what, honey? I was addressed as honey to a random stranger I didn't even know. In in that little series of, you know, what her family life might be, I just, that was a guess. I don't really, I don't know who this is at all. I don't know what she looks like. She doesn't know what I look like, but there was something so simple in that five letter word uh, touching at the same point, honey from a random stranger. It's different from a stranger than a family member. No one else, literally no one else has ever called me honey. I've been called sweetie, pumpkin, probably cutie pie, never honey though. And in that moment, you know what, honey, you know what, honey, I could do no wrong. Out the iPhone, I got her voice, but it was weird. My ear, the phone, honey starts dripping. It's coming down my neck, covering my neck like a, like a very large hickey. That was a terrible comparison, but no, it's going down my shoulder at this point. Before I know it, I'm honey. I'm not John to someone. I'm someone's honey. She gets back on the phone. There's conflicting schedule, so we didn't actually get anything on the book, so I'm still without a dentist. But I will say this. And I'm not saying I'm with a friend, but it's blatantly obvious that life, you know, between the X's and O's, between the lines, all these gray areas, it's a game of very subtle compliments. I felt fantastic after that conversation, and it was two minutes, and I mean, I did not accomplish anything. But someone, without even knowing it, Ignorance, obliviousness, chucks the word honey at me. You know, she's lucky I'm the right mark for that. Some people might not be into that. Some people might not notice it. I'm the right mark, obviously. But it felt good. Can you blame me, though? And look, I don't care who you are. I don't care how tough you are. You know, a biker with a leather jacket and a long gray beard, when someone calls you honey, it hits home. It's like that scene in Ratatouille where the food critic eats the Ratatouille and then he flashes back to when he you know, fell off on his bike and he scraped his knee. And his mom gave him ratatouille. It takes you to a nice warm place. Honey took me to a very warm place. What do we think about when we think about honey? It's expensive. Exactly my point. My, my self-worth, my self-respect goes up a little bit when she says that. It might literally be because, you know, I made that comparison. I was covered in honey. That's a hot commodity on my body. On my body. I felt a little better. This has happened before, by the way. I I want that to be clear. This isn't my first time. I have experience. This was not my first time. I think I was 15 uh, when this first happened. And it was a mutual friend's alleged boyfriend. Uh, He called me boss. The scenario was simple. I was walking out of a soup plantation and my buddy and I were getting picked up by them. And uh, I think I was just feeling good about myself. We had soup plantation, so I was just feeling good. And I think I tapped him like, how we doing? And then he said, not too bad, boss, not too bad. Not too bad, boss, not too bad. The word boss, I think used in that scenario, it's never bad. And I'm not saying boss in general, you just don't hear it. I feel like if you think of boss now, boss is a very 1990s, 1980s word. I feel like now it's CEO, it's C-O-O. It's chief something. The word boss, it's as if we've kind of pushed it down below to kind of like, I don't know, uh, organized crime, mob boss. I don't, I don't think it's used in the normal workplace anymore, which almost makes it cool. It throws that spin on it like, oh, boss, B-O-S-S, boss. Is there, there's an Italian clothing brand, boss, right? That has nothing to do with it. But no, he calls me boss. And I remember thinking to myself, oh, let me just settle into the back of this Camry, click my seatbelt. This is going to be a fun car ride because apparently to him, I'm not just 15-year-old John, but I'm a boss. That resonated well with me. I didn't I did not make him say that. that made that was his choice. That was his choice. You know what isn't someone's choice? I well here's a better question. Does anyone voluntarily Say, I'd like to get tickled, please. Does anyone say, let's get, tickle me. I I would like you to tickle me. I don't think anyone has ever done that. Yet tickling when we're younger, it's painted in a very playful light. In cartoons, we will, in in cartoons, you know, you'll, you'll tickle the lower belly and then it'll make the other person laugh hysterically. That, That, I don't, that's not, I don't, I don't know how that's funny for any party. I don't think tickling's funny at all. Tickling's terrible. But it's a good thing. No, tickling's painful. It's not fun. It's not... It, it, well, it, it also depends what we call tickling. I don't see any pleasure in it, personally. It, whether that's lightly grazing my feet or... For, I, apparently, tickling also is when you take your fingers and just jam someone in the ribs. That's not tickling. That, that's being mean. And at the same time, though, I personally think and look i everyone is into weird stuff but i just don't think tickling feels good and i'm sure a lot of people can back me on that however i feel like we dig ourselves we we dig ourselves into holes because there'll be things that don't feel good they just don't feel good but we will say i don't i don't like that i'm very ticklish I don't think that's the right way to phrase it. And it, It's really all in the wording. It, it, I feel like this is an easy problem to fix, but I, I understand things don't change overnight. A revolution isn't a moment. It's a process. So for example, I'm getting a massage. And if you're wondering where I got that saying, I, I think someone posted a, the revolution isn't a moment. It's a process. I think I saw it on Instagram. So it was J. Cole and he was performing. So I didn't come up with that. I want to clear that up. But no, but so it, for example, I'm getting a massage. Um, I don't want them to get down towards my calves. I just don't want that. Why? Because I feel un- not uncomfortable, but like it just doesn't feel good. And I kind of jump a bit. It's like I'm getting jabbed in the ribs, but on my legs. So, you know, you, you can squeeze and rub out and roll out my calves all you want. Um, I'm going to be squirming the entire time. I don't think I'm going to get effective results, one. But I'm not, it's not ticklish. Because apparently tickling is when you're laughing and because someone's touching your body in some sort of way right under the armpit, you know, uh, the feet, uh, that right above the knee kind of grip. That's not what's happening though. I'm not laughing at all. I don't laugh when people do that. So instead, you know, when I'm working with my masseuse and I'm telling her, look, please stay away from the calves. I don't, I just don't like how that feels. And she says, oh, are you ticklish down there? I say, I'm not, no, I'm not ticklish. Actually, I don't think I'm ticklish at all. Actually, I don't even think ticklish is a thing. And then I'd vent her about how I'm feeling about that. Because tickling is not a thing. I think it's just called being annoying. It's not a legitimate thing. Uh, intruding, a little aggressive, annoying. That's all that tickling is. It's a weird, it's a very weird tickling. It's kind of like pickling, but you're tickling. You're not pickling anything. Is there a comparison there? I don't think so. Tickling's bad. You know, they, they say there's a little good. Uh, in bad things there's a little bad and good things i don't i think this is the one exception for me personally i don't ever want to be tickled personally that's just where i stand i chalk it up any way you want everyone i'm looking at the clock i'm li- i'm actually literally looking at it and it seems to be about that time so um if the headphones are in take them out in about 20 seconds same thing you know the aux we can turn the volume down uh, Amazon Echo, give me 15 seconds to wrap it up. Everyone, this was the Monday Morning Commute Podcast. My name is John. This all was my thing. Thank you for rock with me. Till next time.